Here we go. Parshas told us. There's so much here in this week's Parsha. We talked about last week about the tremendous shidduch between Yitzchak and Rivka and Rivka's humble beginning and we pick up on that this week but as to put on the right frame of glasses to view such a parsha, I think we have to go back a little bit and understand that <clears throat> two points that we've mentioned before that these are the parshias that the first Rashi in Chumash had asked why, why write about all this history and all this formation of the Jewish people? Why the whole Sefer Bracious? As, as Rashi's father, you didn't have to start the Torah only from the first mitzvah that was given to Klal Yisrael because that's what the Torah is. It's a book for Klal Yisrael, the, the marching orders, the... the you know the rule book, and it's 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 the, the when you're part of the Jew. Here here's your manual, and so therefore, Sefer Bracious and the beginning of Shemois is the is is extra in a way, if we can call it that. So why is it part of the Torah? Asks Rashi, and we see this a little bit because before Matan Torah, the Torah says that. <clears throat> Moshe Rabbeinu wrote down at that point the Torah from Bracious till Shmois. And as the Maral says, then it's not that we, we would like to have it writ- all written down, but it should be a separate book. A separate book of, you know, the preface or the history. Why is it part of the Torah is the question. Why is it part of the book of the Torah, the book of instruction? And that's what Rashi answers based on the Pasuk in Tehillim, Koyach Maisov, Higid La'amoy, the strength of their actions, Higid La'amoy, is now being told to their people. And each word of that Pasuk is so important. Maiseyodov, the, the, the actions of their of their. Koyach Maisov Higid Laamoy. It's a Pasuk in Tillim, Kufyud Aleph, Higid Laamoy. The strength of their actions, which means the power, the far reachingness of their actions, and as it unfolds in the Torah, Higid Laamoy has been told. And that word Higid is a very important word. It doesn't say the Saper Laamoy. Higid means that it's 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 declared, it's it's told over as we have in the Haggadah, the Magid, tell it over with with the full power of and and um, and importance. Higid Lama has been told to the nation that our actions count. And secondly, we know, as we were told in the beginning of Parshas Lachlacha, that we are now entering the 2,000 years of Torah. That's the Gemara Navayda Zorah, Daftas, that the world is 6,000 years, 2,000 years, Toyu, nothingness, 
2,000 years of Torah, and those 2,000 years of Torah, the Gemara says, do not start from Matan Torah, as the Gemara logically asks, Me'emus, when does it start? So the Gemara says, <clears throat> if you would say logically that it should start from the giving of the Torah, that can't be because the years don't add up. You're <clears throat> missing 448 years. Therefore, the 2,000 years begins as Hanefesh Asher the story when Lech Lecha, when Avram separated himself from his family, from his birthplace, from where he came from, and he started off on the journey, the destiny of the Jewish people. And this is what, in that frame of mind, we have to start reading each of these parshias. What does this teach me about the destiny of the Jewish people? Destiny is not history, it's not future. It's where we're headed. And being that it's part of Torah, each of these steps keep repeating itself on our instructions for us as we relive the the, the the stories and we relive the steps through everything that's going on in, in our lives. It's a, it's a recurring story that we relive and we take our small part of this story. And in this week's Parsha we are introduced <clears throat> to the children of Yitzchak and Rivka. Avram Avinu we dealt with <clears throat> Avram Avinu died in last week's parsha. Now this is the only parsha of Yitzchak. Yitzchak is is uh, almost a mysterious of the Avos. Had one parsha, and Yitzchak married Rivka, and that's what our parsha begins with. Eila told us Yitzchak ben Av. These are the children and the generations of Yitzchak, the son of Avram. Avram gave birth to Yitzchak. And Yitzchak was 40 years old when he married Rivka. Who was Rivka? Bas Besuel Harami Mipadon Aram. Achois Lovin Harami Loyli Isha. And of course, the Maral already asked, what, what, we know this already. It's been told to us at the end of Parshas Vayera, it says that Nolda uh, Lenachar, that Rivka was born. <clears throat> and we're told in last week's parsha where where Yitzchak where Eliezer should go, and we heard over and over again that he was in the house of Bisuel, and she had a notorious brother called Lavan. So why is the Torah telling this again to us? And this is the Gurarye. The Maral has a lengthy explanation on this point to teach us that. Yitzchak had his upbringing, being the son of Avram Avinu, Avram and Sarah. Rivka had her upbringing. And Rashi, of course, tells us that to teach us that Lahagid Shvacha, to tell us praise, that she was a daughter of a Russia, a sister of a Russia from a place of Rishayim, and Loy Lomdamimaseyim. We did, she didn't learn. Of course she didn't learn. We know that she didn't learn from her. her. So what, what's the, that, that's the, the, Maral brings the Mizrahi, one of the Rishonim, who asks this kasha. We, we know that anyways. But when you say it, when it's part of the Torah, it's there to instruct us, to teach us something. And, and I believe that just like Avram Avinu was tested with tes, 10 tests, and that became the prototype 
for Avram Avinu, that he was tested with ten distinct tests, even though there's, a, there's, a, there's minor machloikas, what, which one do you count as a test? But people go through millions of tests throughout their life. For Yitzchak and Rivka, they took that pattern of, of a life of nisyonot, of, of tests, of challenges. And it became part of the fabric of, of society that we all have our tests and we make our choices. And the Torah is telling us here, don't think, says the Maral, don't think that Rivka, who was only three years old, maybe she was oblivious to her father, how big a Russia he was. Maybe she was oblivious to how big a Russia her brother was and the people around her. She was just, you know, in her own little three-year-old world. No, the answer is that no. We're telling, the Torah is telling us she was aware and she made choices. She took, she took, she grabbed onto her world and she didn't go with the natural course of her life. And that's the point. That's the, that is how a person is, is <clears throat> successful in their challenges by saying, I see what's around me and I'm going to make different choices. I'm go- I can break the pattern. I can make my own choices. Take that God-given strength and I can make my choices. And the Torah tells us in the beginning that, that Rivka had this tremendous challenge of first, for 10 years she wasn't able to become pregnant because she was too young, as Rashi points out. Without getting into the, the medical of this, but then the next 10 years she was barren as the Torah says ki she was a barrenness woman is that from 13 to 23? yes so 20 years she didn't have children Yitzchak was 40 and then the Torah says he was 60, when she gave birth to Yaakov and Esav. And here, the, the, the Torah doesn't stop there. The Torah wants to tell us some, some details about the pregnancy. First, about how they became pregnant. Vayetar, Yitzchak, Lashem. Yitzchak went, as Rashi says, went into his corner not like boxers, you know, each one into their own corner and they davened. He went to his corner, he davened, and she went into her corner and davened. And the Torah says, Vayetar Yitzchak Lenoichach Ishtoi Vayeoser Loi Hashem. And Hashem listened to his prayer. And Rashi says, because the, the prayer of a tzaddik, ben tzaddik, is stronger than a prayer of a Tzadikus bas Russia. We logically we wouldn't say that. We would say, "What do you mean? She should be much greater." But since we're talking about kaychas hanefesh, about breaking the natural pattern of life, the Torah teaches a very important point that no, it's the opposite is true. Where you have a good momentum. Like Yitzchak had a wonderful momentum from Avram Avinu and Sarah to say that I have to break out of that 
easy, natural mold of just growing in an in a, in a FFB, in a from-from-birth environment, I want to take it the next step. What is my, where do I go from here? Where do I step it up? Where do I find my own inner strengths and challenge, push myself above the limit? This is what Rav Dessler says is why and what the Torah is teaching us, it's great that Tzadekis, she broke away from the mold of evil, but that's, a, that's one type of awareness. But even a greater awareness in personal growth is where you say everything's great, but I can be a little bit greater. Mm-hmm. I can not make my mark. That's, that's, that's too shallow for what is big, but the Elokei Avraham, and I can slide with that and just keep up the what Avraham Avinu had taught and what he, his life's lessons and, and go with that, but I want to become Elokei Yitzchak and see what, what Hashem has placed in me and to develop that further. That's even a greater an awareness. That's his Nekudah HaBechira. Concept? Yeah, and that's that's part of it. Yeah, and this is what it, what the Torah is teaching by Yehoshua Loi and Hashem listened to his prayer, not because she wasn't a great tzaddikas, but because the Torah wants to teach us that the the destiny of the Jewish people is that we all build on each other's successes, and we push ourselves and develop ourselves, even if it's just a minor and it's development is something great and 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 important <coughs> so he's saying that, that was Yitzhak's greatness he could this have, was great this was just like written that's, on right, that's right. Tales, but he didn't right. and now and now we're told that even when she finally became pregnant after 20 years the Torah gives us an insight into the pregnancy which is so unusual um, to step back and to see what is the instruction, what is the Torah teaching us about, you know, about this this first sonogram, first sonogram, spiritual sonogram, and the and it wasn't just a, a physical sonogram by Bekirba, and the children are, they're running, they're jumping or something is pushing around. Now at this point, she thinks she doesn't know what it is. She thinks it's one child, and she's getting kicked from all sides. And, and Rashi gives us the insight on what the Torah, being pretty good, explicit, by from the ocean of ruts, running. And she realized that there's so much Torah, and what does this, these words mean? What do I need this for? What do you need this for? You've been praying 20 years to get pregnant. Yeah, you, need, you want to be a mother. But of course, the Briskarov has his mahalach that you know, if I'm having such a problem, and I and what, like Rashi says, just she saw what? What did she see? She sees that when she goes past the base of Zara, there's tremendous kicking. We don't we don't know what that means. Kicking bedafka when she goes past the base of Zara. and when she goes past the base the base medrash, and also kicking and pushing, wanting to jump out. And she's what, what's going on? What's going on here? I have this schizophrenic uh, child that doesn't know what it wants. What is this? What is this going on? 
Now it's, it's Pashtus, she didn't know that it was twins. But let's take either side. Either she didn't know it was twins and she, Pashtus thought it was this mixed up child. She knew, the, or according to the second shot in Rashi, that she, maybe she even knew it was, it was twins. And they were fighting over Shnei Olamot, Rashi says. She was, they were fighting Olamazeh and Olamabah. She says, what is going on here? I have to have some, in came Lamazeh what do I need this for? Which, which you know, the Briskorov learns because she was saying, I don't need this. I don't have a mitzvah of Pururvu, which is, of course, dealing with the problem here in a very halachic uh, situation, and he brings a Gemara and Brachas, which we, we, I don't want to go into right now, but what is going on? So she, the, the Pasuk says, Hashem. She went to search out to ask, what is going on? What is the Pshad? What am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do as the mother preparing myself for motherhood of this, these two children or this one child? What are my instructions? And interestingly enough, she decided not to go to her father-in-law, Avram Avinu, didn't go to her, her husband, Yitzchak, and she went to Shane Benaver, son of Noyach, which Yaakov Manetsky has a whole shot, why, why did she go there? She wanted to know what Hashem wants of her. And Hashem tells her, and we're giving this insight, you have to appreciate, this is not normal for the Torah to give us a nevuah unless, as the Gemara says, every nevuah that's in the Sifri Nevi'im are nevuah the Gemara in, Brach, in Megillah says. It's needed. It's going to come to use. You're going to need it in the future. When, when the Torah writes a nevuah, it's all the more so. She went, and she went to search out. Very nice. We see, you have to go ask. That's Torah. This is something we try to imbue in ourselves and say, yeah, well, what, what is a business you'll have to do with a rabbi, with a beer? What does he know about business? No, sit down with him, share it. You never, you don't know how they think. is not how we think. And you sit down and you share and they'll, and they'll flush out and, and direct you. It's always enlightening. Wonderful. But here the Torah tells us what that Drisha El Hashem told her. Hashem law, Hashem told her. Now this is a nevuah that not Avram Avinu knew and not Yitzchak knew. Only Rivka, but it's being written down in the Torah for us to know. And what does it say? Shnei goyim bevitnech. You have two nations in your in your womb. Ushnei luomim imayachi paredu uloim miloim yamots, and these two nations are going to have this unique relationship. V'rav yavoit and the older one is going to serve the younger one. And this is the preface for when we come to the birth. This is to understand what happens now when, the, when, when they're being born. And again, we're given a detailed insight 
into the birthing room. We're brought into, not only we're brought into the sonogram and the, the interpretation, when you have that, uh, you know, consultation with the doctor and behind closed doors, you know, with what the sonogram showed, but we're given the insight, we're being brought into the delivery room. What's going on here? Obviously, and what is that, what do we see in the delivery room? She carries the term, oh, behold, it's twins. The person comes out, almost dances out red. All you see is red. Full of hair. A hairy child. Now we all talk, you know, women talk, oh, I had a full head of hair. Oh, my, you must have had heartburn during the pregnancy. That's why I had heartburn. And, you know, I mean, there's all types of uh, bubba mices, right, about uh, is, has a hair, doesn't it? Oh, my children are always bald, you know. And uh, <laughs> these are, this is what women talk about. What does that have to do with, what is the Torah telling us? He was hairy, he was red. Asaph, and everybody called him Asaph, as Rashi said. Everybody looked at this kid and said, wow, this is red, <laughs> hairy, you know. And afterwards, the brother comes out, the twin. You know, we, start, we had twins. We started off with twin girls. And when and the experts, when my wife was carrying, we didn't know it was twins. They didn't give sonograms uh, to everybody in those years, in the 1800s, right? <laughs> but... <laughs> But, but in the sixth month, my wife, it, 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 they said something's going on. So they sent us to get a sonogram, and they barely, barely able to see the two heartbeats, Baruch Hashem. And, but the experts, the ones who had twins, just took one look at my wife and said, you're having twins. You know? <laughs> really? What? We don't have twins in the family. They knew, they knew already. And they would tell, tell us a story that in, in a generation before that, when this woman had twins, she gave birth to one baby, and the, the nurse says, uh, doctor, I don't know, there's some kind of uh, uh, tumor in the... In, so he th- gives a look, says, you idiot, that's not a tumor, that's another baby, prepare her for birth. And the, her, his twin brother was born. This was, you know, they didn't, they didn't know. But, but these are bubba mices. You know, what is the Torah telling us? And afterwards, the, the other brother came out, the Yodoy Oichezes Ba'akev Esav. A detail, and his hand was holding on to the heel of Asaph. I mean, it, what, what, what is it telling us? What is this? What is this telling us? Vayikra Shmoi Yaakov, and single person. One says Rashi, or who called him Yaakov. There's, a, there's, no one knew what to make of this detail. We're told by Yaakov, he's holding on to the heel of Asaph. Akev. The word Yaakov, a heel. Now this is this is a, a an important term. Says the Gemara in Megillah, Dav Vava Medalef, These two brothers, Yishmael and and Yitzchak, were also brothers from the father, and they also had a relationship. But there's a unique relationship between Yaakov and Asa. They were twins. From the same mother and father, but boy, did they take different turns in life, and the world is is so different. But as different as they are, there's a relationship that spans the entirety of history. 
entirety of time, says the Gemara Megillah, Vavam and Aleph, Uloim Milon Yamats, says the Gemara, Im Yoimilachadam Chorvu Shteyem Kisri, which is Edoim, which is Esav, Vyushalayim. If someone tells you they're both destroyed, don't believe them. If someone tells you they're both settled and 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 um, and being successful, don't believe them. Chorva Kisri Yoshva Yushalayim, that Kisri is down and Yushalayim is up, believe them. Yushalayim is destroyed and and Kisri is up, believe them. Because it says, it's like a, a seesaw. There's, there's a relationship there that is connected. Connected, not by the hip, connected by the heel. There's a connection. And that started with the hand of Yaakov, he's holding on, it's, it's, it's an action. This is what the Torah is telling us, Koyach Maisov, there was an action of Yaakov to hold on to the heel of Esav, and that created this connection that Akash Baruch Hu wanted. And Akash Baruch Hu gave a prophecy to Rivka that she has to know, and you have to keep this in mind. And she used this information throughout, in our parsha alone, a few times. A, later on when the brachas came down and Yitzchak, for whatever reason, wanted to give the brachas to his firstborn, which was Esav. That's what he saw in the delivery room. Esav was born first. And Rivka said, no, no, no. The brachas have to go to Yaakov. So Yaakov created this in the beginning of the parsha, the whole story that he, he bought the Bechorah. What inspired him to buy the Bechorah? How can you buy a Bechorah? Bechorah is, is a first birthright. The whole kash in the, in the you know, in the, in the Meforshim. And what, do you, what are you buying? You know, it's like the person wanted to be a Kayan, you know, and they we were Kayan. Well, why do you want to be a Kayan? Well, my father was a Kayan. Oh, okay, no problem. No problem. Make your Kayan. <laughs> no problem. But if you're not a Kayan, you can dance and give all the money uh, money you want. You, you can't be a Kayan. It's a, it's a birthright. So, Bukhaira was Kahuna. Pre-Kahuna days. It was the one who did the service. If you're not the firstborn, you're not the firstborn. But Rashi tells us in the beginning of the Parsha that there's a new concept called Bukhar Liyitzira. There's, there's a concept, and it's, I'm not saying it's all by all twins. In these twins, there was a concept that Asa was the Bechor Lileda. He was born first, but Yaakov was created first in the womb. And then because one is on top of the other, not a gynecologist, you know, but it, it, the one that's, born, that's created first is born last. But the one that's born... It, is the is the is the firstborn. This is what the Maisa of Yaakov did. He stretched out his hand. And the Torah says that it's 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 an act for all times. He stretched out and grabbed onto the heel. 
and now he became one entity with Esav. And now that Bacharli Yitzira became had a connection with the Bukhar Laleda. And now he could buy. Because now he's buying something that he has he has a connection to. Not a full connection because Esav was born first. He was technically the Bukhar. Because of his action, it's not buying something that he has not no shaykhs with. He was the Bukharli Yitzira, but through his action of holding on to the heel of Esav, he now was able to activate and to initiate the sale and the actual transition of Bukhara from Esav, but throughout their whole life, it's just, it was flipped. But still, they're, they're connected by the heel for their whole lives. That's Ulo'im Milo'im Yemotz. There's always going to be this connection. Says Rashi, because of, of Rivka's prayer and her, all of her actions and her going Lidrashis Hashem, she was being told Yishnei Goyim. Says Rashi, Goyim Ksivim, with two Yuds, not Goyim Gimel Vav Yud Mem. Says Rashi, this refers to a specific point and time in history. The Rebbe Vantaninus, Rabbi Nasi, the great author and, and, and editor of the Mishnah, one of the latter Tanoyim, but he's, he's known because he's Rabbi Huda Nasi, Rebbe Akadosh. And Antoninus, the, the emperor of Rome, they also had a connection, as the Gemara Vodazorah Daf Yud says, that Antoninus' parents were just simple, simple people. And they saw that when, when Rebbe's parents did bris meal at a time when you weren't allowed to, and they, they said, why are you so stressed out? They said, oh, because we did bris meal and now we were called, we were, we were, we were discovered, we have to go to Rome, and, and we're going to be executed, our whole family. So he said, I have a great idea. Switch babies. You take Antoninus, little Antoninus, the little guy, right? And we'll keep Rebbe for a while. Hmm. And then you bring this uncircumcised child, you, can, you know, and, and be, be great. And that's what they did. They went to Rome. They traveled. It says Tysus in, in Avodah that all those months that Rebbe's mother nursed Antoninus, infused him with such Kedusha, that it came out of him this origin of Shnei Geyim Bevitneich, of what Rivka pleaded and davened and wanted to infuse into Esav. It came out momentarily in that, that frame of frame in history. But it was destiny. And what did that do? That they, A, they were saved, of course. You know, Rabbi Nasi's parents, and which he was the Nasi of Kalisar, Rabbi father and mother, and Rebbe, of course, was saved. But Antoninus and Rebbe developed this Kesher. It was a, a, a moment of time of that that Yaakov was able to bring Kedusha straight up from the heel, straight to the, to the head of Esav. And they became one, they were one entity. For that moment, in history, and, and, and Rivka heard this and she smiled. I, I, I can wait. There'll, there'll be one moment in history when it's all going to come together. 
That's good. And one moment. We have the Mishnah from that. We have the Gemara from that. We have Shas. We have the Shulchan Aruch and everything. We have the whole Torah from that. The whole Torah would have been lost without Rabbi Yudan Nasi. And Antoninus's partnership, not just in saving him with the bris, but the Gemara Navayi tells us how how he re- re- relaxed the, the taxes and the travel, gave him a free pass for Yudan Nasi to travel all around to collect all the brises and Mishnayas, as Rashi says at the end of Elu Metzias, in Ba Metzias, end of the second parak. Beautifully, Rashi says it. And also, the Gemara Navayi says that they maintained this relationship and Antoninus went every day to learn with Rebbe clandestinely. That's a fascinating Gemara in Daf Yudamabes in, in Avodazara, where he, he took two, sold, two soldiers with him and he killed them so they shouldn't see. Then he, he had, you know, I mean, I mean I, you know, okay, they'll cash so many questions, practical questions. How does he kill everybody every day? I mean, even a Ben Nayak can't kill, you know, so he said he took people from death row and. I, how does a king travel with two death row inmates every day? I don't know. It's a good question. Good, a lot of good questions on that Gemara. But this is what happened. And he came into Rebbe, and he would learn from him, and he would serve him food, and he would be shmishamishim. And it, the Gemara says one time he, he bent down on the ground to, and, and he said, Rebbe, climb on my back. I see it's hard for you to get out, get out on the bed. And Rebbe said, no, 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 I can't. I, uh, you're, you're a king. I can't, I can't do this. He said, no, please. We're... And then at the end, it says that, 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 that Antoninus was Megayer. Hmm. Antoninus became a gear. Hmm. You'd think of learning with Rebbe Nasi every day. You know, <laughs> what took him so long, you know? <laughs> but, but, you know, there were other pressures. He, he couldn't. Societal pressure. But but this this was part of that interpretation that she got at that moment. Yeah. This from here, do we suggest that that's why the Jewish people is responsible for the whole Goyish world to bring them up because of that connection that they're completely separated. Like we're that's, that's part of it. But of course, to, of course, through their own world history, decision, they're gonna come, we're gonna bring them all back. Oh, very good, excellent, excellent. So what's going on here is far more than that than than meets the eye when we read these these stories. Um, it's like a permanent connection. Here yes, and it's all hinged, I believe, in this pasuk, the Yodoy Oichezes Ba'akev Esav, that that Yaakov stretched out his hand. There was a a Misa that he did. That's Koyach Misav. He did an action. We can't say he was a baby, and it was an action that what the Torah records. He stretched out his hand, grabbed on. Oichazes is a is a positive action, and he stretched out and grabbed on to the to the heel of of Esav. There was there, there was that not just the image, but that was there was an action that Yaakov did, gave him the power to be connected, and this was the this was the prophecy. That's the, that is the Megillah, Gomorrah talks about there, who is this connection concept, permanent connection concept? That's the Gomorrah and Megillah, Davav. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. And, and the word Okev, we know was, was, is mentioned in, 
in this week's parsha as well, where it says, right at Shani, where it says that, um, and there was a hunger, and Yitzchak wanted to go down to Mitzrayim, and Akash Bro told him, no, don't go down to Mitzrayim. You cannot go down to Mitzrayim. Stay here, and I'm going to be with you. And then he tells him a, a very cryptic words on page 128, Pasuk Hay. And I'm going to make you great in Pasuk Dalit. Which Art Scroll says, because. It loosely translates Akev as because. But Akev is so much more. It means, it means heal. What, what does that mean? Because, and he uses this word, there's many words of because. Because Avram heard my voice. What is this referring to? So this is reminiscent of what was said at the time of the Akedah Yitzchak. By the Akedah it says After the Akedah, when the Malach blesses Avram Avinu, it says, "V'hisbaruchu b'zaracha kol gayei ha'aretz akev asher shomata b'kayli." The same words, akev. That's what it's referring to here. That Yitzchak, you're being blessed because you went through the Akedah. And this is what the Balaturim also says, where the where the pasuk. Where the Pasik says, Chavav Yud Gimel. Chavav Yud Gimel. That after, that right after this story, it says, Vayigdal Ha'ish, Vayelech Haloich, Vigodel Ad Ki Godal Moid. Three times in the same Pasik, on page 130, says the word Godol. Three times in one Pasik. Vayigdal Ha'ish, Vayelech Haloch, Vigodel Ad Ki Godal Moid. Very redundant. Says the Balaturim, Gimel Gedolus, Keneged Gimel Brachas Ba'akeda. Taking us back to the Akeda. Because it says, Ki Borecha Borechacha, one, two, these Borechu Bizaracha, by the Akeda, three times Brachas in one Pasuk. What? Yeah. Ki Borecha Borechacha, these Borechu Bizaracha, Kolge, that. Three times. That's the that's the great. He was growing. Yitzchak was breaking out of his natural, like we were talking. He was breaking out of his natural pattern, and he was becoming himself, becoming who he's meant to be. This is the akev. This is the heel that Yaakov attached himself to. The heel of Esav. And of course, you know, we, we have Parshas Ekev later on in Sefer Devorim, Parshas Ekev, which is also heal, where Chazal say, this is the mitzvah, people don't, don't uh, value small mitzvahs. Now, the Archaim HaKadosh here t- 
tells us something so phenomenal. I can only tell you the words, but I can't really explain it. But he's giving us insight that there's so much more going on here behind the scenes. It's really Orachayim HaKadosh that begins by the Akedah, or actually when in the beginning of Parsha's Vayera, where, where the Malachim came and promised a child, and he's Medayik in the Pasuk, which we did we wouldn't see. It says, Vayoymer, and the Malachim says, Shoivo shuve lecho, ko'es chayo. The Malachim says, I'm, we're going to come back to see you. Ko'es chayo, like this time. And he made a mark on the, on the wall. When the sun hits this point, Vihine bein l'sora ishtecha. There'll be a, a son to sorry your wife. What do you mean? There'll be a, a, a son to both of you. Right? What do you mean, bein l'sora ishtecha? So he picks up on this, which I, I don't see. I didn't see that until I saw this Orachayim. And the Orachayim builds a tremendous Yisoyed. He says that the, the, when Yitzchak was born, he was born with a deficient neshama. He was born with a female neshama that not only couldn't have children, but he couldn't even have a shidduch. When did this change? At the Akeda. We all heard and we know, we taught as a child, Rashi brings it, that when he had the Akeda, a new neshama, his neshama came out and a new neshama came into him. That's what the shoiv oshuv lecha, the malachim is saying, not talking about when he's reborn, talking about when you'll be on the, on the Akeda. And the Malach, Malach says, don't touch him. That's Shoiva. That's what it means I'm going to return to you. And at that time, at that time, I'm going to come back to you and replace that Neshama with a Neshama that can give birth, a Neshama that can have a Shidduch. That's why the Archaim HaKadosh says, why right after the Akeda follows your, your brother had children. What, what do I have to know? A bunch of Goyim were born. So Rashi says, it's a good question, but it all comes to tell me because why does it, why now? Says because now is the only time when she can be born because Yitzchak can now have a, a Shidduch. He can have a spouse because now he has the neshama that's balanced. That's the right type of neshama. Until then, he didn't have a, the neshama that could possibly match with, with uh, so fascinating, the world of neshamas, the world of, that's behind the scenes, that's in the, in the, the, the spiritual sonogram, what, what you see when you look at a, a child running around in the, in the womb, like we're being introduced this week. What are they running around? You know, they're running out. What, what running out? <clears throat> you know, the, the Mephorshim asks a question. Why? Where was Yaakov running? We know the Gemara says that when you're in the womb, you have a Malach teaching you. Where are you running? To the base Medrash. What base Medrash could be better than having a Malach teaching you? Good question. I didn't ask the question. It's brought in the Sefer of Mishulchan Rebbe Elio Finkel. Esau good was, question. Asa was disrupting the class. Oh, very good. That's, that's one answer. That, when you're stuck with a chavrusa like Asa, so you want to you leave. He's always messing around, right? 
Yeah, that, that's that's maybe Pasha Pshat. <laughs> but the real Pshat is that fits in what we are saying is that Yaakov was 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 infusing into the destiny of Kal Yisrael that the only way we will emerge to who we are is not the Torah that's like the Mal just gives to us on a silver platter. It's the Torah that we have to work for. And that can't happen in the womb. In the womb, that's why Malach hits us and we forget it. And then we spend the rest of our lives beating our heads to the pulp, trying to understand the Torah, trying to understand Torah's bomb kasha, why hashaka doesn't apply here, right? Why, why, why is the mikvah puzzle? And what's the answer? Because hashaka only works when you do it intentionally. That's with das, with a maisa. And that's what we're doing here. Yaakov jumping out, he says, I got to go out because I, I represent grabbing onto the heel of Esau, looking, grabbing the opportunity of life to get the Bechorah. But you got to make an effort. It's not going to be served to you on a silver platter. Yaakov had to make that effort and entice Esau to sell the Bechorah. But he had to first do that action to make it possible. Otherwise, it's like the Mephoshim asks, it's a Dabr Shalabal How do you buy something that doesn't exist? What is he buying? In Halacha, you can't make a Kenyan on something, a Dabr Shalabal Oilam. So they, they, there's so much written about why this is a good Kenyan. Why, why was this a good sale? This buying the Bechorah. What are you buying? I can't buy something that doesn't exist. You, you, you can barely buy the fruits of a tree because the tree is existing and the tree will bear fruits. It's dechel leperis, if you word it correctly. But I want to buy the future fruits. Today we know we buy futures. It's all, you know, in the, in the, the as we say, in the luft. It's in the air. <laughs> the screen. <laughs> you know, press a button, we buy, you sell, you know. But Kenyan has to be with a Kenyan. Yaakov is teaching us that made it all possible. This is what he was running out to do. He wanted to teach us there's a Torah of Yegiyah, there's a Torah of Amelus. That's right. Who says it? Rebellion Baruch Finkel says this, and this is, they say what this is what we were blessing a child at every bris. It's a shame you'll all have more children at a bris, and you'll say, we say, Kishem Shenichnas la bris. What's the cane? What are we trying to analogy, analogy with the bris? Just like the bris comes to a child with tsar, with pain, and, and, and he has to heal from it. He has to put himself out. So that his Torah should also be something that he should put himself out and work and toil. That's the, that's the bracha that we give the, the child of kishem. So this is... so. Says says the says the Arachaim Hakadosh. Says the Arachaim Hakadosh that this is what's going on here. It's all about the timing. Yeah.
myśli. When, when Yaakov, when Rivka tells Yaakov to go steal the brachas, which is a very, uh, very difficult parsha in the Torah, Yaakov, the Ish Emes, to go and, and, and lie and very difficult parsha to understand. There are many, many, uh, many things to, to explain, but The Archaim HaKadosh when, when Rivka sends Yaakov to make the meal for for Yitzchak, so the, the pasuk says that he comes in. You know, he comes in. He serves the meal to Yaakov to Yitzchak. Yitzchak is already suspicious, and he comes in with this famous saying: "Akoyl kol Yaakov You're talking like Yaakov, but you feel like like Esav, which again is reminiscent to me as this Yoda Yoichezes, that they're merging as one. Yaakov has the right to say that I am Esav because he, he held on, he was, became the embodiment of what Esav should be, or what Esav could be. He possessed and took over as it went, as it went on. So he wasn't really saying a lie, he was saying, I'm what you believe Esau should and could be. And then Yitzchak gives him the famous bracha that we say every Matzah Shabbos. Shishi, it's V'yitem l'cho elokim mital ha-shomayim mishmani on page 138 we say this every Matzah Shabbos. You should have, and God should give you from the dew of the of the heaven and the fats of the of the earth. And then it says, "V'yistachavu lecha bnei imecha." And it should bow down to you all, all of the children of your mother. It's a very strange, strange wording. 
So the Chassam Sofer here says that what does this mean? This means that when Yitzchak found out, when Yisav came in right after uh, Yaakov left, Achze Yotza Yotza, like one peer says it was like revolving door. He walked in and he walked out. And he didn't see him come in, he didn't see him leave. He says, Yaakov, Yitzchak heard about that Esav said, well, who did he give a bracha to? He says, oh, must have been my brother. And it's the second time he fooled me. As He took my b'chorah, and now he took my brachas. Esav, on one hand, is kicking himself, and he screamed, but at that moment, he had a flashback. He saw that everything fits in. Yaakov deserves it. I don't know if he knew that Yaakov held on to his heel, but he certainly knew that he sold the Bechorah. And he despised, he gave it with a full heart. Because it says, Vayivaz Ezevaz Abchorah, he despised the Bechorah. says the Chassam Sefer, that at that moment, Esav became disconnected from Avram Avinu. They were twins. When did it happen that they became disconnected? So the Samsung brings that that there's a Gemara in the Dorim or Mishnah in the Dorim that says, Anoider Mizera Yitzchak, Mutter Bizera Esav. If you make a nether, I don't want to have any pleasure from the seed of Yitzchak, he's allowed to go to a, a, a Rome to a guy from who's from Esav. Because Asa was disconnected from Zerah Yitzchak. That's what the Torah is saying of Yishtacha B'nei Mecha. They were now only brothers from the mother. After the bracha? After the bracha. When, when Yitzchak said, Gam Baruch he should certainly be blessed. That was solidifying that, that now... Asa became dislodged and disconnected from from the being the seed of Yitzchak. And later on in the parsha, when when Yaakov was sent for his shidduch to go back to Lavan's house, so it says that that Yitzchak told him, Vayikra on page one forty two, Vayikra Yitzchak el Yaakov Ayvorachaisai. And he told him, don't take women from this from the house of Ches, which Canaan. And Vyitin Lachois Birchas Avroham. And now I'm going to give you the Brach of Avram. What do you mean? Give the Brach of Avram. He gave him the Bracha when he gave him when he thought he was Asaph. Asaph came to him and asked him, Don't you have a didn't you leave me one bracha? If he didn't give him Bracha of Avram till now, why did he have that bracha to give Asaph? Because at that point Yitzchak knew, no, Esav is is no more, no longer Zerah Yitzchak, and therefore he's not appropriate to give the brach of Avram. So he gave him the bracha of of uh, he gave Birchas Avram to Yaakov, 
and says the pasuk right after that. You see that on page 142? Strange Pasuk. Hey, middle of the page, 142. Yitzchak sent Yaakov, he sent him to go to Panram, where? To Lovon ben Besuel Harami Achi Rivka Aim Yaakov Esav. Now how many times do you have to tell me where he's sending it? We, we talked about this at the beginning of the parsha, right? But here he adds one more thing. Aim Yaakov Esav, the mother of Yaakov Esav. The whole parsha, if you don't know that by the end of the parsha, I mean, <laughs> go back to pre-1A. Where, where are you holding? Every pre-1A kid knows. Who was Rivka's children? Yaakov and Esav, what, what, what's the question? I don't deserve a candy for that. Says Rashi, famous Rashi, Aim Yaakov Esav, Aini Yoidea Mamalam Deinu. I don't know what it's coming to teach me. So the Sister Chacham says, what, Rashi says, what if you don't know what I'm teaching? So Rashi says, so Sister Chacham says, must be Rashi's telling me that I have so many directions to tell me what the Torah is telling me by speaking this out, the mother, this is the mother of Yaakov and Esav. There's so many different directions this could take me. I don't know which one is the most poshet pshat. They're all so deep and so profound. I don't know which one to tell you. That's how the Sivichamim learns in Rashi. Says the Chassam Soifer, this is what it means, the mother of Yaakov Esav, because he was no longer the son of Yitzchak. Esav was no longer the son of Yitzchak. He was dislodged and disconnected. He's a real goy now. He's a real goy, right. So any bracha that came to Avram Avinu and channeled down to Yitzchak would not go to Esav naturally. He bought the Pechorah. He, he was dislodged, disconnected. But he was a, the mother, he was a son of, of Rivka. He was still a mother. Aim Yaakov Esav. They were still connected. And this is what, you know, punkt fakir, what we think in the parsha. We think that Rivka didn't like Rivka Heba says Yaakov. It doesn't say she hated Esav. It says Yitzchak loved Esav. For Rivka Heba says Yaakov. It doesn't say that she hated Esav. We we assume that in our minds that Rivka hated Esav. Sarah hated, didn't like Yishmael. Well, she wasn't related to Yishmael, right? And she and God said, listen to whatever Sarah says. Get him out of the house. Bring him, you know. But here, Rivka loved Esav, and she maintained the motherhood. And that's what came out. That love brought out in the few, because she saw Shnei Goyim Bevid, there's going to be this Rebbe and Antoninus. I have to keep them connected. They are connected. Rome and Yushalayim are connected. They're connected by the heel, right? She was told that, and she saw that at the birth. So Adarabah, her love was maintained that she was aim Esav Yaakov, aim Yaakov Esav, that maintained Esav, whatever good could come out, which came out tremendous at the time of Rebbe and Antoninus. It was maintained because of the mother, because of the motherly love that Rivka maintained. <clears throat> But Yitzchak was not the father of both from, the, from here on in. He was only the father of, of Yaakov. We don't see any more interaction. 
it's it's the destiny, and it's very difficult, you know, to we talk about you know finding parenting, uh, you know, uh, patterns, and and it's, it's very difficult. But we have to see this in the, the larger picture, um, the larger picture that it is. And from the beginning of the parsha, the Archaim Hakadosh here at the end of the parsha when it says aim. Chaim HaKadosh has another long piece that when Yitzchak sent Yaakov says why did he say that he sent them to the, 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 to Lavan the sister of <clears throat> the brother of Rivka so the Chaim has a long piece that continues with his understanding of the source of Nishamas. Says there's very there's very different ways of extraction of neshamas. Canaan was out, and he says because we the Jewish people went to Mitzrayim, and it, and it says they were left with a great reward. What was the great reward? They extracted from there all the neshamas that were in Mitzrayim. There's some Kedusha that was there, hidden among the Goyim. They were able to extract that. And then, the, and then the Jewish people, I heard this from Rav Rudiman also, that the, from the Shalah cutters, that the, the, the Shechina goes to different countries where Jewish people were in Italy, and they stayed there for a thousand years. And there were great places of Balitosis and Rishonim. And then nothing. You go, you can't find a, an Aleph. Now people are traveling, but desolate. Why? Because the Shekhinah came and extracted, because of all the Torah that was there, it extracted all the Neshamas that were meant to join back to Klal Yisrael. You mean the one out of five? Yes, th- that also. Mm-hmm. The one, and the one but, out of five that left Mitzrayim. So he, but he says, but Canaan is of a different type. He, the Archaim says something very fascinating that the, the Golos of Canaan is of a different type. The Golos of Canaan. is something that has. No, no redeeming factor. No redeeming factor. Therefore, you go into Eretz Yisrael, don't let anybody live. The Lashon of, which means there's nothing to bring life back to in Canaan. Why? I don't know. I'm not sure. I, I can't go into that. Why? But he says, but from Esav, and he quotes here, beautiful, I'll end with this. He quotes here, Pasuk in Ovadia. That when it, when it talks about the Golos of Esav, in the end of Avadia, it says, The Golos Hechel Hazel Divne Yisrael, Asher Kananim Atzarf of the Golos Yishalayim, Asher Besvarad. This is the beginning of the Golos 
that Golus for Eretz Yisrael, for, for the Jewish people, says the Arachayim HaKadosh, there are different ways of extracting the, the Kedusha. Sometimes they come as Gerim, they convert, and we accept them. Sometimes we just take out the Neshama without taking any Gerim. But the Kedusha is there among the, the Goyim, and we have to extract it. And he says sometimes it comes to us by us going to a certain land and suffering there. That suffering is a different type of extraction. I don't want to use the words exorcism, but it's a different type of extraction. And that's what the Pasuk right afterwards says, V'olu Moshiim Bahar Tzioin. In the, in the end of days, we're going to, going to, we're going to go up to the heart of Eretz Yisrael in the, in the final redemption. To bring judgment to the mountain of Esau. And we say this every day in our davening at the end of Oz Yashir. We say Oz Yashir because it takes us through all the Goliaths. Mitzrayim, which we had to go through Mitzrayim for our own purification and to extract the Kedusha that was in Mitzrayim. And we did that through suffering and through development. And then at the end of that Parsha, we add in these Psukim from Ovadia, and we add in the last Pasuk from Zechariah, V'hois, V'hois Yola Hashem Amlucha. Where is it right for you? At that, those uh, Psukim? Ovadia. Ovadia yeah. And the end of Ovadia. And then in, in Zechariah is the Pasuk, is the Pasuk, V'hoi Hashem L'melech al kol ha'oretz. Which we say right before we start Yishtabach. That's the, that's the whole history and destiny of the Jewish people. And, and this, is the, this is the story of, of Esau, the formation of Esau, of the, what we're trying to accomplish with Esau, what which, and, and that we are connected. And we go through our lives dealing with our challenges, our interactions with Esau, balancing between interacting with we have to and but not being overrun and and swallow up swallowed up by the ace of in the world to maintain because it's not only good for us but it's also the destiny for them that if there's anything good to come out from them it's only going to come through our our actions